Good morning. Mm, it is 5.02 in the morning, and I am here with a tiny Frenchie. She's so cute. Hold on, I'm going to see if you can hear her snore. No, okay. Well, when she snores or farts, you'll likely hear it. But, um, I... I'm awake at this hour because I took my love to the airport and I just got back home, which means that we left at 4.15. And that might sound insane to some people, but I really enjoy these moments in relationships. And if I enjoy them, then I gotta be willing to make them. (laughs) Do you hear her? It's so cute. Um, today, I'm going to talk almost directly to a couple people uh, who I work with. And then one or two who reach out to me regularly that I don't. Around, um, around your own business. Around how to start weaning off your nine to five and creating a life that makes you really happy. And maybe what makes you really happy is a nine to five, but this particular podcast is going to talk about, um, kind of like the lies that we tell ourselves in order to procrastinate because they're very legitimate. So if you are trying to make a podcast, for example, like I was for fucking five years or so and you're just, you keep going on the website and it's so overwhelming or you're just like, I need to make it look pretty or I want, I need to first make a website to have people go to it and all this stuff. Like understand that where you are today is not where you're going to be in five years. And even if you do one thing a month in five years, you'll have something beautiful. It might not be what you think it's going to look like, but I look back on when I first started my business and I just wish I'd been more patient. Like I, I, there was this urgency, which I think is part of the hustle. And I think the hustle is like, it's not always a bad thing. It's part of who I am too. But, um, when I look at the urgency around it, it was definitely there to like motivate and fuel me. But there are other ways to motivate and fuel yourself. And if you have to lie to yourself by telling yourself that like you can't do the thing until A, B, and C, you're actually going to suffer in the long run because you're cultivating a belief system. And that belief system claims that you need to make it hard, that it's going to need to look a certain way, yada, yada, yada. And it's just not true. It's just not true. I don't care what you want to do. If you want to do it, like start doing it. A little bit. Tiny, tiny bit. Either every day, every week, every month. And just see how it builds. Um, I think that we are building towards a world where everybody is able to offer, if they want, their own unique perspective and talent and wisdom and gifts to the world and get paid for it individually and then there are people who just don't want to do that and want to work for other people with with something that they believe is worth contributing to and and will trickle through like that versus having these like huge companies very depersonalized companies um that we rely on for for our livelihood as the 
safest default, let's say. Um, I see and I hope and I wish for that world to be possible because if you are somebody that thrives working for yourself, if you do like owning your own time, if you're creative, if you all the things that would drive someone to run their own business, there's just nothing better. There's nothing better than the day that that you wake up and you're like, holy shit. I mean, there's a little bit of this almost all the time, but where you're like, holy shit, I can't believe this is working. And you just feel self and safe and held and abundant. And I could tell you the interesting thing about money, let me backtrack, is that it tends to match our belief systems. And like no matter how ridiculous those are, like we will be living them out. For example, I'm sure some people can make money on nonprofit. I could not. And I believed ever since I was little that nonprofit was kind of this beautiful sacrifice that you devoted your life to these causes and you learned to live without money. At the time, I also thought money was evil. So it really matched that I would go into nonprofit and live the reality that it doesn't, it can't pay you well. I don't think that that is necessarily true. There are plenty of millionaires working in in nonprofits, believe it or not, and in different conglomerations contributing to the world financially, really abundantly, also receiving really abundantly. Um, There are self-made millionaires that give tons and tons and tons and tons of content for free, which is my current plan is to get to a point where free content is just like epically available everywhere. Um, and I also worked in advertising for a really fucking fun company called MoFilm, where you got to travel the world and run events for big ass brands and take filmmakers and to events like Cannes and all these film festivals and music festivals for a week and basically like personally a plan and tailor and take these people all over the world from south africa to india to nepal to south america to just everywhere austin texas all for these amazing festivals um and even then i was working i was chevrolet's brand rep i was their um person and And I still wasn't making what I thought someone in my position would be making as I was growing up. I would look at people in my position and be like, that's when you make it. And to be fair, no matter where or what I've worked for, the adventures I've gone on, the food and the people, I've always been able to like live a very abundant experience. Um with zero money or with any money like it's that's never been a problem um and again that's because when I was little I was like first of all I was making plans on how to live on zero money from a very young age I was like I'll find a farm if there's anything I can do on there which there's got to be um I'll do that and um and then the backup for that was like I could always cook or work at some agency or 
help a photographer or something. I had, I had plans from a very young age on how to live on very little money and live a big, big, big life. Um, like the farm would be in Argentina or something. Um, and, and even when I got into advertising and the marketing world, I was able to live the big life and make so, so money. And I think that that just, A, was because of the belief system that, like, I didn't want the money. And B, because I just thought you had to work really hard to make money. I was working such crazy hours, it's insane. To coordinate people from all over the world going to, like, whitewater rafting in South Africa. It takes a ridiculous amount of of work, believe it or not, and, um, um, I'd get into the office with my best friend at, like, six in the morning, and then we'd be the last to leave at, like, nine, we'd have a glass of wine out the office and just finish work and stuff, and it was really a lovely life, then we lived in London, so we'd go wander the streets and go find some live music, and it was always work hard, play hard for us, and, and I have to say, because we're raised in a society where the idea of that is really normalized, like work hard, play hard, and we're told that like life needs to be hard work and success is hard work and like you, you're not going to get anywhere without hard work, um, I think the hardest work I've ever done was unlearning that and going through, I would say it took me six solid months to really, really unlearn it and start believing it. Initially, I had burnout, um, quit on the last day that I could possibly manage the place I was managing. And, and then the work was to literally trust that I had already started this business on the side and I just wanted it to be my main business. So I had to trust that anything that I was doing to take care of myself I had to kind of like see it as um, as work towards the business for me to like be able to justify it initially. And my coach really helped me kind of see like arts and crafts and naps and being in a dark room for multiple days until I felt recharged and not burnt out. Even if it took months, were all contributing to my work. And if you really look at your body and your brain as your vehicle to whatever the fuck you're doing, it actually makes total sense that self-care, refilling your soul tank, figuring out shit that like lights you up and motivates you, resting, doing all the things like should be a priority for work. You know, I had friends that were like, oh, mental health day from school. And I like that would have been so helpful if I could have just been like him hey, struggling in high school can I take a day off? And they would have been like, yeah, absolutely. Your mental health is priority. Like, no way. We had people in my school. I, I don't think I knew any girls that weren't either starving themselves, throwing up or cutting. Um, and I, I knew, I'm not going to say all the people in my school, but we didn't go to a big school and everybody talked about everybody's issues. Um, I do remember in school is just like 
telling my friends, like, no matter how, no, even if I'm in the middle of a test, if you're having a really hard time, just knock and I'll walk out. And it, because to me, it was like ludicrous that like a grade on a piece of paper should be more important than like a friend in pain. And to be fair, at that point, I was so used to dealing with people with PTSD that I had very much normalized like being that person for people. And I was fascinated by the human psyche and I loved really, really deeply. So I just had devoted a life against money and towards the cause of people um, and the people I loved. All of this to say that I think to build a business that supports the life you want, you have to start living the life you want. And that doesn't mean that you can suddenly have millions of dollars, but it does mean that like, if millions of dollars would provide you with time to do arts and crafts, do the fucking arts and crafts first. If millions of dollars would provide you vacations to like private islands and you can't afford that right now, fucking go on a picnic to the free park take an old blanket a bottle of something that makes you feel special and like a cupcake and just get in the vibe of your private island like if you're only going to be happy when you become that millionaire the path there is gonna suck if you get there like there's an urgency that comes with um i can't have what i want until i've earned it that again, it serves the purpose of motivating us, but it also fucking sucks. It's unsustainable, can lead to depression, can lead to burnout. It can also lead to you getting the million dollars and being so fucking exhausted and hopeless and depressed and alone that it doesn't fucking matter, and then you're even more depressed. So I think it's really important to kind of like destigmatize what it takes to be a rich person. You can be a rich person with no money. And if you want to be a rich person with money and you're struggling with money, get yourself in the mentality, in the body state, in the belief system that you can make as much as you fucking want and it doesn't have to be hard. You do not have to justify overworking yourself in perfectionism. It will not get you a life that feels abundant. If you build an entire empire on the shoulders of killing yourself, you'll likely have to keep continue sucking yourself dry in order to maintain that empire. Or you'll get to a place where you've hired people and delegated, but your body is so used to that high-intensity stress that you either need to compensate through, like, spending all your money doing drugs and alcohol, um, you know, kind of going out of control on one end, or you'll just find things to stress about. Love, you'll start fights with your relationship. Like, your body and your ego will consistently try and get you to a place that feels comfortable. And if you've cultivated 10 years of anxiety in order to get yourself to a rich place or to a goal, you can bet your butt you're not just going to relax when you reach that goal. You might for like five seconds, five minutes, maybe 10. Maybe you go and have a nice week-long vacation that feels great, but then your body's going to be like, something's off. We need to reach that same peak of, of cortisol and performance in order to feel like we're doing things right. And that's a that's a tough it's a tough pill to swallow and a really common story, not just if you're a professional working with people that have reached their goals, but I think we've heard enough stories of people who reach their goal and either splurge it all so that they can fight for that goal again or go into really deep depressions or whatever. Um 
So whatever it is that you want to do, start doing the things that it would provide you to the best of your ability. Best of your ability. You want to give people you love presents? Great. Draw them a picture. Stick figures. Doesn't matter. It's the act that gets you in the state. The state gets you to practice believing it's possible. The possibility means you're more open neuropsychologically to the opportunities that may present themselves that if you're in a state of disbelief, you'll likely not even notice. Um, And that will likely lead to action and reactions that are all in alignment with building you the life that you want to live, not just for the next 10 years or until you reach your goal, but for the rest of your life. And that doesn't mean things won't be hard. They are going to be hard, of course. It just means you get to choose whether that hardness is just like a natural cycling part of life or whether it's your everyday life, whether it's the way you want to live. And hey, if you love it and you want to live a high-stress life forever, great, own it. So you don't victimize yourself and then project that blame onto the people around you. Whatever it is you want to do, musician, writer, sell beautiful things you design or make, um, fuck, architect, doesn't matter. Do the thing. Post the thing. Share the thing. Put yourself out there. How are people going to find what you do if you don't share yourself? How many of you out there are magnificent writers and you don't put yourself out there? It is absolutely not comfortable to be in the limelight all the time. And I find that that is a really motivating way to lean into growth edges. And growth edges can be kind of a stimulating motivation towards moving you forward that actually do have kind of a payback. Instead of it just being like, I'm going to be on this anxiety growth edge unconsciously and like leak all my energy and hope, you get to be like, oh, this is actually making me really uncomfortable. I'm going to lean into this, maybe do it more, feel the stimulation of a very conscious growth edge, and then see how I can grow past it and expand past it and see what's on the other side. And I find that that is just existentially fucking fantastic. Fascinating. Good Lord. Four in the morning. Um, And just remember, no matter what you're going through, no matter how shitty things might feel, life is cyclical and it will forever keep moving. And if you just take one tiny move towards the things you actually want, even if it's a relationship and you're totally hopeless around how you're going to attract the person you want, it doesn't matter. One tiny, tiny step, one tiny noticing of your belief systems, one tiny choice of a different thought, one major choice of enrolling somebody and helping you stay accountable or figure out like what's up it's it just it all adds up you don't have to do it all today you just have to know what you want essentially get clear about what you want own the shit out of it and attract from there if you're unsure you're generally going to attract things that will make you sure so if you're like i kind of want like a romance relationship but i don't believe it exists So like, I guess I'll settle for this other type of relationship, but I really don't want it. That's communicating a whole fuck ton of different things to the world outside of you. And you're going to be attracting from that kind of like mismatched, generalized place. And yeah, you'll probably get somebody that delivers that feeling, like someone that you like 
trying to have romance with, but you're not fully into, but you don't believe something better exists, so you're going to stay there anyway. Like, your brain will match your beliefs. So, start there. And if you can't, reach out, get some help. Um, there's so many, so many, so many, so many resources online. So many coaches, so many books, so many things. If you need any hints, direct message me, email me. Uh, go to my website, maryhue.com, M for Maria, E double R I H U E, for the other podcasts and writing and for the most up to date writing. Go to my Instagram, jennifer.jade.maryhue, and I will hopefully be hearing from you guys soon. Thanks for stopping by. Go do whatever the fuck you want, and I love you all.